Hey crew, I'm Cam Explains, and this is Run the Block, the first show that's bringing together coaches, podcasters, and local business owners to innovate and collaborate, because I think there's crazy crossover that no one is talking about between these three amazing groups, from lessons learned to finding untapped and potential new revenue streams. Our goal is to help you get more subs, customers, clients, and more using the perfect formula of know-how, storytelling, and kindness. So you too can easily create content that converts, add more cash to the bank, lift up your community, and ignite your biz without being stuck in no man's land ever again. In today's episode, we take a deep dive into the coaching economy. Where are we currently at? How do we get here? And ultimately, what are next steps that you can take as a business owner, whether you are brick and mortar or online only? How can we prep your current customers or clients to also be prepared for this time? Because the worst thing possible is not only you as a business owner over-delivering and pouring into your clients, but them to hit you with the dreaded cancellations, especially around the holidays and with the economic downturn. This is just a recipe for a disaster as a business owner. So we wanted to not only prep you for success in the coming months, but also how can you help make sure that your clients value your service at such a level that they can't live without it? Because that's the decision, right? When it boils down to, are they going to cancel a streaming service or your service? What do you think is going to happen? Would you bet money that they would cancel a streaming service before your service? And if the answer is no, we probably got some work to do. So without further ado, today's guest is Michael Clifford, the architect of iLead and the co-host of the Coaches Community. We will actually break this down most likely into a two-parter just because of the diversity nature of this topic. So strap in and let's get to it. So if you don't know, uh, I think because of the subscription model we have, like we can't take the watermark off, so it'll say Riverside on it. But that five seconds that it does instead of a three, two, one, or just a, hey, you're live, like feels like it's forever. Yeah, it does. And I, I'm going to be honest. I uh, I was going to lead with a welcome, welcome, welcome and try and beat you to it, but you went in a totally different direction. So now Threw I you off your know. game. I don't even know what to do with my hands now. Isn't that funny how like whenever you're ready to do something because you know that the status quo has always been this and it's been consistent forever, it just randomly changes when you're ready and for that moment when you got to adapt? Yep. Yeah. It sounds uh, like might be a little uh, future pacing here. <laughs> Don't give away the secrets yet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's like that. I think it was. And I, I could definitely be misspeaking, but I don't think so. I think it was Bobby Fischer who used the same opening move his entire chess career until he played that Russian grandmaster. And then he he led with a different move and the guy's strategy was completely blown apart. It's the same thing that just happened right here. Right in front of your eyes or possibly yep. your ears if you're yep. just listening to this. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. <laughs> I had to throw it in there now. Thank you for joining us. Today, we have a special, special how-to, I would say, what to do, some looming things that are coming, and also probably some promo material, not from us, but what you can probably expect from the industry across the board and how to probably prepare for that. Because the goal for anyone listening to this is probably to either get and or keep clients, customers, and subs or something along those lines. And... There is some doom coming, probably for some of you guys already happened. You may have experienced layoffs, what people aren't talking about, but more importantly, what should you be thinking about, I think is probably where this will go. Michael and I don't have a script for this one, so I'm excited to see where we go. But first, why are we here, Michael? And I've not really went into any details about the here I'm talking about, but why are we here and can you paint the picture 
because I know you always like to start with that beautiful sentence. Well, Cam, so why are we here and, and how did we get here, especially in, in, the, in the coaching space? Because I've seen it in a, a lot of different angles, as have you, from being inside of different businesses. And, you know, everyone started pushing different models between low ticket versus mid ticket versus high ticket versus community. And everything's getting pretty messy really fast. And coaches come to us because they're struggling and they don't know what to do. Their models are screwed. So why are we here? Where did it start? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's good times, right? Trying to trying to get through the thick of this one. So we can we can talk about it from a few different angles. The first of which is when something works, people copy it, right? Like we should all be able to agree with that. Even to the point where most recently, and the biggest example is this, uh, and I'm going to talk about yay. <laughs> so uh, currently, Kanye, yay, whatever, whoever he is now, is he is on a, a tour of being canceled by everyone, basically, right? And so the newest announcement was, I believe, uh, Adidas terminated his deal. Here's what people don't know. He was already suing Adidas because some of his designs and also the gap who he has a deal with some of his designs and his collections, they knocked off in their regular everyday stuff. And so it just goes to show you, even if you have a deal with someone, as soon as people see something work, they want to take it. Why? Well, they want success, right? It's, it's kind of plain and simple, I think. Hey, that works. Let's try that. That's good. Here's the problem. A lot of the things that were copied initially were brought over from other industries, right? So whenever you look at true innovation across any industry, it's typically inspired or starts somewhere else in an adjacent field, and then it's brought over here. And so we can, we can talk about that as far as the aspect of you know, nutrition coaching, gym owners, all of these things, and all of the various uh, business coaching, business programs, whatever, whatever, whatever we're going to call them, whatever they're going to call them, call themselves. So they started taking from digital marketers, right? And so these are the people who sell programs to just general entrepreneurs, to other coaches, right? There's some greats, greats out there. Dan Kennedy's one, uh, Hormozzi's one, Taki Moore's one, and a whole host of others, right? Um, uh, Dan, Dan Henry is another very successful one. Scott Oldford, right? And not for nothing, but I mean, you know, I've, and I, I don't, I'm going to use this word in the standard industry definition, not my own. I've mentored under Scott. I've mentored under Dan Henry, aka I've sat in on their group coaching calls, right? Scott in a one-on-one situation, but Dan group coaching. And so all of the, uh, the, the fitness programs started doing the same thing, right? And so they take, this is how you run a webinar. They take, this is how you make a BSL. This is uh, how you do a group coaching program. This is about Facebook ads. This is about SEO. And they go through other courses and they repurpose, reposition, repackage it for their specific audience, right? They take the thing and then they niche it down to whatever, you know, whoever it is that they serve. The problem is people don't, people don't innovate. They stop short of innovation, right? Innovation, in, in my opinion, you need to have two superpowers. You need to have the superpower of wonder, questioning, hey, is this the best we can do, right? Like, I've worked with a lot of people and I've been fortunate enough to work with 
heads of seven and eight figure companies and they'll say, well, this is the best, you know, we're the best at this. And one of my first questions always like, but are you the best? Are you actually that thing or, or not? They copy and they have wonder or they have invention, but they don't have both. And you need both. Wonder is a superpower. Invention is a superpower, right? Invention is the, the bridge between wonder and implementation of something. You need the person who sits and questions everything. And then you need the, the person who can sit and, and see those questions as they appear in real time, but then make the actual strategies that will work in this space. And so that's the way that innovation starts. It's typically with one person or a small team. And it starts with wonder. Hey, how can we do this better? But a lot of the wonder uh, that's happened in this industry is, hey, how can we make more money? Hey, how can I charge more for this thing? And that's the actual wonder because they're taking a strategy that's in existence. And their wonder is, how can I just repackage this? And their invention is outsourcing. And so because of that, we have an entire ecosystem of copycats. They don't think about how they can actually utilize this to move people forward. How can we continuously make a better product? How can we continuously get better results for our clients? It's, hey, how many people can I get to buy this thing at this many dollars? Because once upon a time, someone told me, if you want to make a million dollars, you need to sell this many products at this price point to this many people. And that's what a lot of it is because the origin of thought is not truly an innovation. It's in copying and how can I make more money implementing this into my business? And so we've seen a lot of the Takis get copied right down to their namesake, the coach of coaches, right? Taki Moore, the coach of coaches. There's other coach of coaches now and, and they take from Taki because that's just an example of what they do. They just take, right? It's, it's typically not these people who are responsible for the original ideas because that's not their superpower. Their superpower is enrolling or enabling, right? Enrolling, like this is the fiery speaker at the front of the room who gets people to pick up the cause. That person and the people who start revolutions, the people who bring together new processes, they're rarely the same person. And so if you see that fiery speaker on stage, you're buying into that program, you're probably buying into a copy or a knockoff of someone else's thing. It's been repackaged and handed to you. And then you have the people who have gone through the program of the people who took a program from someone else and the inception starts. And this is where 10K ads, right? Like, um, and I'll call, I'll call him by name when I see him, Brian Mark. Brian Mark is 12K, right? Like DM me 12K is his call to action. I don't know if that's because there's like a Canadian exchange rate in the 10K thing. You know, if 10K is not a viable price point up there, I don't know. But right, like it's everyone. Everyone does the same thing. Everyone markets to money because that is their end game. They're just looking to make themselves wealthy. And what do they do? Sell to you, right? Like there's even a snippet of that in uh, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey where he's talking about the... It's one of his poems or whatever where he's talking about like the little trip into the, the voodoo black magic store and they got all these potions and the only one that sold out is money, right? Everything else is full. But essentially what, what's happened is ultimately someone dialed in the right hook 
it wasn't a, a six-figure coach. Because years ago, that was tried. Hey, we're going to make you a six-figure coach. Six figures is a lot of money, even by today's inflated standards. Like, you should be able to live off six figures. Uh, location dependent. You know, Manhattan, I see you. I'm sorry. You won't make it there. Just making 100 grand. But the point is this. That was once upon a time tried, and it didn't work. And then as soon as 10K hit, people could grasp that. They could grasp 10K months. And so as soon as that started working and people started going through their programs with limited amounts of success because, oh, by the way, those programs are bullshit. <laughs> they have they have around a 10% completion or not completion percentage um, rate of success, right? You get the 10K month, probably one out of 10 people do. And then for those who recreate it, it's probably another 10 to 15% of that, right? But people go through these programs, they're moderately successful at best in many cases. So what do they do? They go teach it. They change their market. Well, I'm no longer a nutrition coach. That didn't excite me. Now I'm a nutrition business coach, right? And so the pop-ups start all over again, except there's more and more of them. And they're selling the same things. It's the same strategy. Do you have a Facebook group? No. Go open a Facebook group. Do you have a client success manager? What's that? It's a call center disguised as something else. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Do you have one? No. Go hire one. What about a VA? You have one? No. Go hire one. Right? Like, this is it. This is what's on the other side of your $25,000, $30,000 payment into high-ticket fitness business coaching programs, whatever they call themselves. This is it. This is what's on the other side. And the best that they can do is actually just hook you up with another service that they all use, right? Like, it's all the same incestuous systems, uh, which is a agency that finds you call setters and hires them for you and does the training. And that's it. Right. And so this is where we're at. This is 100% the state of the space. Make no mistake about it. When you see rival factions having the same speakers, you got Democrats and Republicans and they're all sitting in the same fucking house. And it's the same thing in our space. Everyone does the same shit because they just copy off of each other. And so here we are with a hundred different 10K programs. Here we are with a whole bunch of people not having a lot of success. And now we have a space that is overrun with people who are over leveraged, who have massive, massive amounts of credit card debt, who in some cases are for sure going to get audited because, you know, they had a business that made like four to six grand in a year because they just started. And some smooth talker was like, oh, it's 30K, just it's, but it's a business expense. It's a tax write off. Cool. But when the IRS sees your 500% loss for the year, they're going to come knocking, right? Uh, I've had a person reach out with that one. We see online coaches with 50, 60 clients who has, they've got the uh, the overhead of a brick and mortar. You shouldn't have any overhead when you have an online business. It's just not a thing that should happen. That's the point of an online business is <laughs> not to have overhead. It's literally the point. And so how did we get here? That's kind of a mixed bag of it analyzing the psychology and the strengths of the, the the talkers, right? I just call them the talking heads. The people who are great on stage, right? They got great stage presence. They've sat down and watched other motivational speakers and they just rip each other off. And it's, it's the same stuff, right? Over and over, repackaged, shined, polished, and presented to you. But you take people who are not true visionaries. They're not. Visionaries want to reshape the world. These guys want to reshape their bank accounts, and that's it. If they market to talking about impact, that's not what they're interested in making. Profit. 
is what they're interested in making. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, every business needs to be profitable. Without that, you don't have a business. However, when all of their messaging is lies, well, you you need to think about how you can make your clients more successful. Instead of trying to get more clients, focus on the ones that you already have and deliver a better service to them. That's not what they do in practice. And so we have a industry full of this, completely full of it now. And so now it's really hard kind of differentiating like what's real versus what's for sale. So yeah, that's, that's essentially how we got here. Several things, mostly being around, we buy with emotion, we justify logic with, with logic, right? That's, that's yeah. nothing new. That's, that's since whenever you want to believe in evolution or we were beamed down here from alien rays, whatever it is, whatever makes us us, that's just what happens. We buy with emotion, we justify with logic, with right? So we buy with our hearts, we justify with our minds. Mm-hmm. And so people who have learned from the people that you're speaking to, and you know, that that was just, that's just the newest batch, right? The Russell Brunsons, the Dan Henrys, those guys, that's just the newest batch. Before then it was the Frank Kearns, right? And you'll still see a, a Frank Kern ad every now and then. Uh, which is funny. Usually he's got like a whiskey glass with him. So, you know, he's targeting like 40 to 60 year olds, which I love right before them and still current today, which would be someone like a Tony Robbins, right? He's been teaching business since the eighties. Right. And so I'd have to imagine him and before him, it was Jim Rome and and those guys, like a lot of that's probably trickled down from them. And before them, it was the guys in the twenties, right? When, when all this stuff even was first built up. Napoleon Hill, baby. Napoleon Hill. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny, like if, History always repeats itself, but it's funny when you go back to books, like I, I read about, you know, like Madison Avenue guys. And when you read their books, they always point to Napoleon Hill as yeah. like the original prophet. Yeah. And so once you realize that every, I don't say everything, a lot of the people have just been recycled from the psychology that he implemented in house, like doing auditorium settings to people to get them to take action on their lives and the amount of money he made doing that. It's like... Yeah. Oh, okay. So what he did was just make the stock market for coaches, for for mindset people and, and psychology. And he just did that over and over again. And then people caught on and then started using that in marketing. And then other people figured out as the different mediums from newspaper to TV, radio, all the way up now to social media. It's the same thing. It's just a different medium. And so when you're you're diagnosing all of these different things, if you don't know your history, you're going to be fooled again and again. And it's it's okay. We've all been had at yep. some point. I've spent many hours on a webinar thinking I was going to learn this amazing thing only to be sucked into a 45-minute pitch and be like, shit, right? But now, like within five minutes, I don't even say that, probably within three minutes, I, I can tell where something's going very quickly, right? You can tell by the opening line where are they starting with the webinar script, which is, you know, Suck them in with a hook, start your uh, story, go right into an epiphany bridge. And, and I'm not saying there's anything like dirty about these. These things aren't like evil. It's nothing like that because there's plenty of people out there with amazing products and programs and things that are of service to lots of people. So it, it's just the patterns. And once you can be pulled out of the matrix and recognize the patterns, then I don't think you'll be had uh, when it comes to hoping that this next person is going to be your savior. Because as one of my favorite lines is always, there's no one coming to save you. You've got to save yourself. And so as you were kind of describing those those people and the psychology, 
I just wanted to hammer home and make sure everyone understands that we're not for or against any of these things. We're just laying out the, the, the timeline as to how this is happening, what's going on currently in the industry, especially in the coaching space, and how you can be prepared because the messaging is going to get real, real muddy soon because of the economic state because they know coaches are going to be in pain, coaches' businesses are going to be tossed up in the air. And I have a feeling that they're probably going to start telling us, I think as you've, you just alluded to before we started uh, recording, that you've seen now all of a sudden the, uh, the people who charge high ticket are saying high ticket is your saving grace. And that's, I'll, I'll let you go into that, but, but before you go on this, uh, this rant, which I'm going to love, I just want to tell everybody, uh, whether you charge low ticket, high ticket, or you're just starting out, whatever it is, come into this blank slate, blank page, and just hear hear it out first. And leaving this, we don't care what you, you do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. But there are going to be people that are going to abandon this industry because of your model, because of how you have it set up. And as we continue through this, the next 12, maybe 24 months, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets close to better. Oh, deep breath. Okay. So, uh, first and foremost, the only the only person who will make you successful is yourself. I 100% believe in mentorship, in, in coaching, in getting coached by others, in reaching out for help. There are several expressions that we use on the inside of the coaches community. One of which is none of us is as smart as all of us, right? Like I do, I do believe in, in reaching out and having your opinions checked by others and, and all of those things. I want to say that first and foremost, but you want to vet the things that you're going to invest in with your hard earned money. Don't make emotional buying decisions because when we're talking money, we need to be talking logic and cold hard facts. And you need to be believability weighting your decisions, right? And so if someone's coming to me asking me for $30,000 and that's a lot of money to me, which by the way, that's a lot of money to most people, I'm going to do some research and no one's going to pressure me into like, we need an answer now. You need to buy this now or you're just not a man, right? Like all of that stuff. It's ridiculous. Garrett White. <laughs> who, who comes to mind? Just yeah. Garrett White with like a credit card, just holding a swiper, just holding it. So it's always up to you. That's the reality, right? Your your best weapon or your biggest enemy resides behind your eyes and between your ears. And the only person responsible for anything occurring in your life resides in the mirror. You're more than welcome to visit them and have a conversation with them whenever you want to. And you are not good enough, right? People are like, oh, you're good enough. You're not. But you can be. Everything that you need to be successful is within you. But if you're the person who doesn't have the habits of success, you don't have the identity of a successful person, you, you don't know how to be successful. You don't, you've never been shown. You can be shown, but everything that you need to be successful, you have within you. Uh, if you need to be motivated, great. There's a lot of free sources, resources on YouTube. People take a lot of their time out of their day to go make these Joe Rogan, Jocko Willink, David Goggins, Andy Frisella, type motivational videos. You can take it back to the old school and listen to Jim Rohn and, and whoever you want to. But at the end of the day, it's only you, right? You can get information from anywhere, but you are the person chiefly responsible for your success. 
And so it doesn't matter if you invest $100, $100,000. Without you doing anything, you're never going to get a return on your investment. So before we go any further, I want to make that abundantly clear. That is my standpoint when it comes to purchasing, coaching, investing in yourself, whatever. It's always going to come back to you. Let's not forget that. And by the way, shout out to Cam for knowing his history. Napoleon Hill coined the term mastermind was in the first mastermind. And this is over a hundred years ago, gang. So it's... When it was a real mastermind though. When when it was. It was (laughs) him and Henry Ford and I think Carnegie. I think it was Carnegie and... uh, It's in The Laws of Success, which is a book that he wrote. And it's a great book. Everyone should read it. But anyways... Go learn your history, kids. Now, as far as us, how did we get here? So uh, let's go ahead and take it back to 2020 when we violated the principle of 1% and we shut down the world for 1% or less of the population, right? We should never violate the principle of 1%, be it at the bottom or at the top. As soon as we do that, we're losing a war. We'll get into that on another, another episode, but just understand this. When less than 1% of uh, people had a really poor chance of making it through COVID and we shut down the world for that, we doomed a vast majority of the percentage. And so we sacrificed 40 to 60% for 1%. That's not a smart trade. But when we did that, we crippled economies. We crippled small businesses. We only made corporations necessary and, um, you know, first responders. If you work at a corporation, unless you're super high up, you're not doing that well. And if you're a first responder, you're not doing that well. So the necessary jobs, for the most part, were low-paying jobs. They took away small business owners in person. They crippled the economy. When they crippled the economy, we went into recession. Whatever you think we're in right now, we've been in recession for a very long time. I believe the talk now is starting in January, we'll be be in like the third year of one. Folks, it's been bad. It's been grim for the economy. And so uh, a bit over a year ago, I started talking a bit more actively on red ocean versus blue ocean. If you're not familiar with that concept, a red ocean is highly competitive. There's a lot of sharks in there. There's a lot of blood in the water. That's why it's red. Blue ocean, not a cloud in the sky, smooth sailing. That's where you want to be. Okay, so here's how we got here in this space. So once all of the high ticket programs came out and there's two ways that you can do this, you can either go into crippling credit card debt or you can have some kind of financier ACH transfer over, right? But either way, you're on the hook for a lot of money. Now you have crippling debt. So what do you have to do? You have to charge high ticket because a lot of the people who've gone into these things have only been coaches for like the last two years. So they don't have the time. They don't have the reps. They don't have the clientele, they don't have those things. These are people who are seeking to get there fast, right? Trying to violate natural laws of, of success. Whenever you do that, you have to cheat. And even if you cheat, it's not sustainable across the board. So people who are in their first two years of coaching have come in and it's like the game genie for Nintendo, right? It's like PEDs if, if you're in, in uh, training. So they've put a lot of money into these strategies. They've implemented them, but they have to pay back that debt. So what do they do? They have to make their prices higher. But this messaging has already been implanted by the people who are selling them because they're going to talk to you about a few things. They're going to talk to you about your relation, your self-limiting beliefs with money, your relationship with money, and how you're worth more and how you should charge more. And they, they're talking to an audience. They don't know if you've been a coach for six months and you don't know shit about fuck. You shouldn't be charging more and you should be coaching for maybe half 
of what your starting rate would be because you're taking on your first clients and you're trying to create some success and get some social proof and those things. And they don't know that. They don't know who they're talking to. So they're up there making general proclamations about you're worth more than that. And you need to charge more for your services. I'm going to help you get what you're worth. And you're sitting there and you've left this fucking shitty corporate job that you've had for the last eight years where you've been pissed on by the people up top. And you're like, yeah, I'm worth more. I deserve more. I'm going to give you $30,000. Tell me how much I'm worth, right? Because that's essentially what happens. And then you get into the program. It's the same stuff. It's the same stuff across the board. You can't tell me any different. The only evolutions in the last six to 12 months because everyone's doing it. It's uh, here. Here's our white label this and that. Here's some done for you uh, social media stuff, right? That's that's basically the end of it. There's There's no innovation beyond that. It's the same strategies that we talked about in the beginning. So... They're selling this, the pressure trickles down, and now all of the coaches who bought in are charging four, five, six hundred dollars for macros. I get on email lists where people are going to reveal the secret of their thousand dollar a month macro offer. Listen, unless you have celebrity status, you're not worth a thousand dollars because macro coaching is macro coaching. It's either good or it's bad. There's not really an in-between, right? So we have this trickle-down effect. We now have this crushing debt. We now have people whose messaging is, we're going to help you get more money. We're going to help you charge what you're worth. And so then the people go out there, whether they know how to do the job or not, and they're like, uh, yeah, so uh, it's $500 a month usually. And so that's $3,000 for six months. But I'm going to give you a free month if you pay in full. And so here, give me $2,500 and I'm going to coach you for six months, even if you don't know what you're doing. And that's crazy. But because all these people buy into these programs, they get fed the same line of bullshit. The ocean's getting redder and redder and redder, and it's more crowded. And that ocean is high-ticket coaching, and it's only getting worse these days because what are people doing? It's the same thing the oil corporations did to the rest of us after getting you know, their butts kicked for the last couple of years. They control the price, so they get all their profits back. So what are you trying to do out there, high-ticket coaches? You've had a rough couple years. What are you trying to do? You're trying to make your money back. You're violating another principle, though. You're violating the principle of transfer of risk. Anytime we transfer risk to people without potential ownership of outcome, we violate a principle of success. And so what you're trying to do is push your bullshit debt onto other people which is leveraging people below you. This is not something that can be successful long-term. So we have copycat coaches who pay a lot of money to mentors who've done this for a long time. And they introduce new concepts that are not groundbreaking, but they've paid a lot of money and they want to make a lot of money. They have dreams of private jets. And so in order to get that, they trickle down to you. And so they sell in coaches who are usually newer Because coaches who've been around the block for a few years are usually like, I'm not falling for that bullshit. But when you're young and impressionable and you don't know any better and you're just here to make money, what do you do? Well, the the pretty man on stage told me I need to invest and I need to go all in on myself. And then I read in the beginning of Hormozzi's book how the scariest time he ever had in his life was when he had to pay out his sales guys and his money was on hold for six months or whatever. And then there's other coaches who will tell you the scariest time in their life was when they couldn't make payroll in January, even though if you know the truth, you know they weren't even close to missing payroll. 
But they got to tell you that bullshit because they're about to try to get you to give them a lot of money. Quote unquote, you need to go all in on yourself. This is my moment where my back was against the wall and things weren't looking good. And I magically threw someone thousands of dollars and this ATM in the sky returned raining money on me. And they captivate you and you fall for it. And so then you buy into the cycle and you bring in people underneath you. What do you do? You make the same posts on social media, but now you're selling weight loss. And you're still out there transferring the risk of your purchase into this high ticket program into people who aren't really going to get the help that they need, but you need to get out of debt. You want to make money. And so now here we are. Everyone sells the same bullshit. Everyone's got the same messaging in the space. It is the same thing over and over. Everyone is a copy of a copy of a copy of a Hormozy. Guys, the time is changing. And we know this because some of the high ticket, and I mean like high, high ticket coaches, as soon as their messaging shifts to don't worry about the economy, worry about your economy. Now, I want to tell you that is true. We all get dealt a random hand to start and whatever you do to play that hand is how you're going to come up in life. And you can overcome any obstacle for any hardship that you can show me. I can show you 10 examples of someone who made it despite having those things. And so, yes, there is truth to Pay attention to your economy, not the economy, but we can't ignore the world burning to the ground. That's why 15 months ago, I started talking consistently about red ocean and blue ocean and these things because the winds of change are coming. You cannot continue to sell hollow programs for high ticket. The word of mouth is spreading throughout the industry. The whispers are in the shadows and time is starting to run out. And now... In the thick of it all, you're seeing other people in their messaging talk about how to make it through a recession, sell high ticket, sell high relationships. People who focus on volume, they're not going to make it. People who focus on community, they're not going to make it. We're in the fourth turning. For those of you who've read that book, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you who haven't read that book, you better go read that book because it started in 08. And these next four years are going to be real bumpy as we get through this together. And we are going to make it through this together, but not everyone's going to make it. Or at least go watch the Tony Robbins YouTube. I think it's like 90 minutes with the one author. Uh, I always, is it Neil Strauss? Is that right? Strauss. Strauss and Howe. I always mess up uh, the first names, graded names. Touching on risk, I think what people forget is there's a difference between a money-making offer and a life-saving offer. And while your health is probably the most important thing possible, because that includes happiness and everything else, right? That's just not how it's viewed. And that's unfortunate now and until there's a devastating probably turn of events, right? Someone's like, oh, I just had a heart attack or, oh, I just found out from my doctor that I'm going to have this terrible thing happen unless I fix my health. Sure, that person has a severe problem that you can provide a solution to. And in that moment, if you want to charge them $50,000 to fix their health, sure, right? Make them a smoothie every morning, show up to their house, buy them groceries, whatever. The problem is, is when you get into these economic downturns and just go and search, <laughs> I find it funny because I would love to see a graph of the quiet quitters, right? Like that's the movement they keep talking about now, right? It was the great resignation. Now it's the quiet quitters. No idea what the difference is. I just think people get tired of names. 
versus the people being laid off. Because I, I want to know if they're like trying to downplay the actual state of the economy with, oh, people are just quitting. Uh, they're, you know, they're just quitting. They're, they're not, they're not being laid off. They're just quitting. It's like, mm, if 20% are just quietly quitting and 20% are being laid off, is that the same 20% that you're just trying to spin a different way? Or is there 40% of the workforce just not there? Point being is you as a, as a coach or a small business owner, whatever you may be, people spend dollars. They vote with their dollars for you. Money is just energy. It's something that they're exchanging with you for something that they want. Now, while most people probably will say that they want a healthy body, they want to look good, they want to feel good, are they going to invest the time, money, and energy into getting that? That's a whole other bag of worms. And when people start going onto budget mode because of where they're at, not sure with rising prices versus are they going to get laid off? Coaching, gym memberships, always first things to go. Last things are going to be Netflix and other streaming services. It doesn't matter if you lowered your prices to probably compete with Netflix and you guys are the last two things. I promise you they're going to keep their streaming service before they keep you as a coach. Unless you somehow have made a deal with Netflix to provide that with your coaching service. <laughs> if, you, if you've landed that partnership, then cool. But you, you've got to think about that moving, moving forward is if someone's going to spend their last dollars with you, why would they want to do that? And I'm sure we can spin off a whole other podcast about that, about fun things that they can do for community, to contests, to challenges, the dirty word in the industry, to so much, so much more. But before we wrap up, Michael, uh, is there anything else that you want to put a bow tie on this with? Um, Because I know you got to run. Well, honestly, I feel like we should probably come back here in a little bit and get back together and complete this. But... Yeah, so where we're going in the future, it's going to be more community-based. Or it's going to be more intimate, one or the other. And so what, I, what I'm getting at is this. Your money currently has a very high value, even though we're going through inflation. There's scarcity in it. You don't have a lot of it. And so no matter what you deploy it for, you're going to want return on investment. And so that is the number one thing I would look at and I would vet heavily what I'm going to spend money on. If it's going to be high ticket, get referrals. Do some snooping around. Don't accept being directed to a specific person because that is a success story. Go creep around in the shadows. Go talk privately with people one-on-one. Go find out. Do some research. But if you can find someone who's great at what they do and is willing to work with you in a one-on-one setting and give you time, expertise, and knowledge, you're almost always going to have a great ROI because there will also be that built-in social accountability of, I got to see you next week. I spent a lot of money, so I'm not coming to the call. I don't want to feel bad, so I'm going to have my stuff done. There is pressure on you to get things done. On the other end of that, your best ROI is going to come from something that is low ticket, high volume, a la Netflix. If you lowered your price to compete with Netflix, Netflix would win. Their value proposition is too high. Hey, give us $14 a month, or whatever it is now, and we're going to give you up to 24 hours consecutively every single day of numbness. 
right? Because we're humans, we're feeling creatures. We're either chasing feelings or we're trying to dull current feelings we don't want to feel. You can't beat Netflix. So you better be Netflix. What I mean by that is your value proposition has to be amazing. You have to give so much more than they would expect if you want to be successful. And so the future that we are moving to, and I don't just mean what we do, I mean the future that we are moving to is either intimate one-on-one with great delivery or an amazing value proposition in a community-based product. That is the future of where we're going because that is the future of society because it's happened several times before. This isn't going to be any different. Remember, we live in a matrix. Time is not chaotic. Time is not linear. It is cyclical. You will get the same opportunities presented to you over and over and over. Some people position this as you get it until you learn the lesson, right? God's given you this until you learn the lesson he wants you to learn. Whatever it is, it's coming back through. And so those at the top with with enough to invest, go find someone who's amazing at what you want to do and invest with them. If you're not already up there, Go find an amazing community to be a part of and to grow with because what's built into that is a network and your network is your net worth, right? It is who you know a lot of times that will get things done. And so that would be the advice moving forward. And yes, I do have to go, man, we should come back because we're in the middle of some good stuff. Well, yeah, you always got to leave the people hanging like they want, we we want them to want more. (laughs) There is, there's a lot of different avenues to go in here. There's a lot of different takeaways that we can pull from. And there's also lots of how-tos and, and guides moving here, not only to help coaches out, but also things that you can do to start setting up you know, your business, your life in a manner to prep for these types of things. Uh, I just sign off with, if you're not already saving or cutting back on your own expenses, probably a good place to start at this moment until we get part two out to you guys. Because big expenses right now should probably not be a thing, right? I I wouldn't suggest going and buying a house, car, I don't know, a a collectible at this time, Uh, unless you're maybe you're money laundering. Maybe that's, you know, good good time to launder some money through some art. But I would probably start cutting back on expenses. I would probably start actually really taking a look at how you can over deliver to your community. And that, that word has been bastardized in our industry, but it's true. What can you do to not only help your clients, your community out in their health journey, but also their personal journey? What can you do to facilitate a, I don't want to say a warning, but like, hey guys, uh, I know times are kind of rough. What can you do for them to help them also prep for things, right? To already get that conversation before they're like, hitting you up on November 1st. Hey, by the way, I can't come to the gym this month. I got to cut back on expenses. Hey, the holidays are coming up. I've already spent $1,000 on Christmas. And so I, I can't come to the gym in December. Can I Can I pause my account? How can you go ahead and start already prepping for those conversations and over deliver, whether it's events, community aspect, any of those things. And we'll get to those details, I'm sure, on the next podcast. So with that, with that cliffhanger, <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in today. Michael, I'm sure we'll come back for for round two in just a little bit. But guys, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for earning experience points with us today on Run the Block, part of the Cam Explains Immersion channel. 
If you actually want to work with me or my team at No Clouds Media, connect with me on Instagram at cam.explains. There you'll find even more helpful content tips, growth strategies, our latest downloads, or if nothing else, I can guarantee you'll get a good laugh of myself or our pup Oliver throughout the day. Just hit me up at cam.explains. Bonus, if you are following me on Instagram, you also get first dibs on limited spots for the community we're building inside of our network, where we will have tons of free resources, overtime sessions, networking events, special guests, and much more planned as we grow. So be sure to follow along at cam.explains, and we will see you for your next session of Run the Block to earn even more experience points. Hope this helps. And remember, kindness. Pass it on. Bye for now.